0: We here. All right. Welcome back to Two Homers and a Realist. This is the second pre-season's lead up. fall camp, lead-up to the big season. We're getting close, guys. It's three weeks away. We're out here in the new studio under the stars, the cicadas. We had a cicada infestation, but I think the exterminator has got him taken care of or something because they've quieted down. And we're just enjoying some beautiful, almost fall-like weather, and we're getting close. It's not, I mean, it's August, and any time you can be in the, what are we, in the 80s? 84 in August, that's pretty good. I don't care that it's three in the morning. So, I'm Steve.
1: Lucas, Jay, and Connor.
0: All right. Well, we've got a lot to cover. We've been preparing and, and doing our research ready for this season. And obviously, something that's been going on and is on every OU fan's mind right now, beyond just the the practice scene, which is important, is the recruiting scene and what's what's going down in recruiting. So we've had some hits and some misses. Um, we've had a few misses this week. Is it in times, guys? I had a poll this week out there. To, I didn't see. Um, let me pull up the results as we discuss this. We missed on a couple of recruits. The number one D lineman in the country. Uh, we Got lost one to player. one overall
2: player in the country Yeah,
0: yeah. We lost to, to who? To one of the bigger programs, right? A
1: really yeah, up no. and com- uh, yeah sorry, a really established SEC program. Yeah, which one was that? Um
0: I, not a Bulldog. How it's many titles something. do they
3: have there? Yeah. It's well, hold
0: on, let me see. Uh there be none. Yep. Is it a ti- is it, it's not the how it's many, a tiger, well, How many right? titles have they played for? Oh, it's it's uh,
1: It's a Tiger it's, it's, L- it's LSU. Oh, one no. One or two?
0: It's
1: L- LSU? No. No, 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 no. I think it's uh, something called Mizzou. No, they yeah.
3: played. They played an SEC title the first, the first two, <laughs> first two years they were in the conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm.
0: so yeah, <laughs> that was a really strong SEC. Thirteen east. years ago, they yeah. they played for a couple titles. I was talking national,
3: but yeah, go for ahead. some reason the furthest west team is in the east. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: anyways, what do, do you guys think about that? Talk, to, talk to me about it, Jay. You've uh, you you've got some strong opinions here. What is uh. While Steve pulls up the poll, what's your your overall feeling towards the whole situation? Yeah, I've backed
4: off the cliff now. It's been a couple, 48 hours or so. Um, No, it's just frustrating, mainly because it feels like it could have been a catalyst for something major. That's all. It's just disappointing. It's not entirely surprising we didn't get one. Um, I know most people that follow this stuff religiously and are in the recruiting business. I think they're a little bit surprised as well, particularly that we finished what seemed like a third place. So not even a second place. That could be strategic. It could be. Um, Mostly, no, it just felt like, uh, I don't think any defensive end is a program changing type player, but the more D-line you can get like that heading into the SEC and getting the number one overall player in the whole country can just domino for the rest of recruiting.
0: And just perception, just just, just all, all of it. So I think that it's important. It's probably way more important for Missouri than it is for us. We, we're not going to build a program around a guy. They could have a a season-changing situation for them where season-changing means you win two or three games you weren't going to win, and that keeps a coach in- employed. Um, that's not going to happen for us. We're not going to win a couple of games because of a guy like that. You're right, it's, it's more on the margin. So I can see why they would be able to throw a big bigger bag of money at a guy, but at the end of the day, he's making a weird decision in my estimation, unless he's just saying... I'm taking the money now and I'm leaving my options open and his options are open. If things work out at Missouri great, if they don't, you can transfer. You can go to Georgia, you can go to Oklahoma, you can go to wherever you end up thinking you want to be in a year or two. In fact, he may never play a down for the University of Missouri, right? And not that we're wishing him ill or anything. We, we want him to do whatever's best for him, but we'd have to assume his best option would be somewhere with his trajectory and capabilities north of Missouri, like better than Missouri. not Well, and, and I think that's long. it
1: just boils so far down to the, the monetary aspect of it. And you don't have – I mean, the Missouri fans can talk all they want about their staff, and, and given I'm not close to that at all, you're not going to tell me they have a Todd Bates there or a, a Miguel Chavis even. Or, you know, overall, a Brent Venables there who can sit and help develop a guy like that. Um, so – I don't I definitely it's no secret to anybody and it's it's no I think it's not a hot take whatsoever. He's not going
0: there to get coached up by any means. So so by the same token, that could be somebody making a bad decision because as great as he is, he's a number one potential person. That's basically what they're giving you when they give you that rating. You're not the number one person. He's not going to go in the NFL draft next year. You need coaching. You need development. You need to be in a program that's going to develop you. And another aspect to that is he's about to play in the SEC. It's not like he went to a Big 12 school or, or even weaker where you're saying, yeah, and the competition I'm going to face is going to be so slight that I can be a star. I'm going to break every record at sacks and whatever, and I'm going to be able to just pick my number going into the NFL. Um, he's going to face some really good offenses. He might have a hard time excelling, when he's playing teams that can very easily double team him, and because they're not worried about the rest of the Missouri line.
1: Well, and you got to see what it does to a locker room, right? I mean, mm. you bring a guy in who's making x amount, x times more than anyone else on that roster. He's making more than some of his coaches. Making more than some of his coaches. I mean, it's uh, and apparently from everything we've I've, I've heard and. and the little bit that I've read seems like a kid who's not full of ego. Um, again, that's media who's reporting all that out. I, I don't know the kid personally. I mean, we've seen so.
3: cases like this in the past, pre-NIL era, era with uh, Ed Oliver going to Houston, and that was just a shock to everybody. Like, why would that kid go to Houston? And then Ole Miss had uh, Robert N. Camdicci, and that was – now, we turns out he was still in the bag at, <laughs> at Ole Miss <laughs> – and uh, why did their coach lose their job, Hugh Freeze? Didn't he get when he get run up in some NCAA stuff? Or oh he yeah, he
4: had he had cell phone records for strip clubs and yeah, just, all kinds of just bad all stuff. kinds of stuff.
3: So I mean, we've seen this layout in the past, and I can't remember. I don't did Ed Oliver go in the first round or was I do, it I st- do think he went in the first. He didn't round. go. He wasn't number one overall. D, no. D- tackle type that you would expect. With all the hype that he had coming out of high school, I mean, he was a later first round, I think. But, and then where did Incomdici go? I don't. He didn't go the first couple rounds. I don't feel like, and he was all world. So sometimes they don't pan out, you know. Sometimes they just go to the wrong program and don't get to do what they should because the entire offense line focuses on blocking that one dude because he's the only guy on the team to worry about. So as opposed to going to Georgia or Clemson or wherever that's got a stacked D line and they can't just double you up every time.
4: Yeah. Again, for me, I, you know, maybe this isn't the reality, but it sure seems like it, the perception, we need to change the narrative, not just on the field, but just in general about the Oklahoma defense. And if the number one overall player in the country says, I'm going to Oklahoma. Maybe it doesn't change anything with any of the other defensive players you're trying to recruit, but I actually do think it does. I think oh, it, I think it, probably I think it raises eyebrows of other elite defensive players.
0: They're like, oh, really? Wow, but in okay, this they're starting case, to stack.
3: I mean, it does on offense because we watched Spencer Rattler bring in yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know, three five-star wide receivers. I wanted to make.
0: In this particular case, is it going to matter, or would it? I don't know. Is he bringing anyone else to Missouri? I don't no, think but that, so. That was,
4: that was, that's kind of the point, because you would think you could sell to this kid. Um, we already have a good four-star defensive tackle committed right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to say that we're a lock or in the lead for an, a four-star defensive end like Nigel Smith, but that's, everyone yeah. seems to be like he's pretty locked into us, mm-hmm. which is another high four-star kid. We all know about David Stone. High hopes there. Yeah, local kid, but he's playing in Florida now. Stringing you would think along. you could, you know, you're talking to each of those guys individually, but they talk to each other too. And you're like, hey guys, who are they going to block? All four of us come in together, right? right? Like, that's advantageous to everyone to all come in together. So yeah. for me, that's why it's frustrating because I feel like yeah. the domino effect of that. Um, if you are concerned about getting a stone, if he's like, man, I've I've got two bookend defensive ends that are, you
0: know. But keep in if mind that's how it benefits us. Right. It's not necessarily how it benefits any one particular player, especially if and I don't I'm not casting dispersions or making assumptions here, but if this player in particular and how do you say his last name? Nawari. Nawari. Yeah, okay. if if he Wanari. Nawari, yeah. Wanari, one area. No, whenary. Whenary. no-, whenary. Whenary. no-, whenary. Whenary. no don't is, pronounce the, N. The pronounce How about we don't. It doesn't matter because he's not. No, um, <laughs> I think if, we'll
3: be saying his name at some point in the next. Three we probably years. will
0: be. So, it could be that this kid doesn't want competition, and no, I don't no, I don't think it was. Caught. That could be a negative sign for. He may want the easy route. I don't know. Um, that's got to be something that you you think about when you got a guy who makes a decision like this, where if he had gone to Georgia, the narrative is totally different and the worry is totally different about can we compete with Georgia. Here you're kind of just scratching your head, going, "Why Missouri? What are you doing? What are you thinking?" But if he's thinking, "I don't want a lot of competition, and I want to make a lot of money real fast," then and and maybe he doesn't have the work ethic, or maybe he doesn't have what, what it takes for what you want. I don't know. Yeah, it I don't do know. Anything.
4: I might try and keep my boys close to home too. I don't know. You know.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Well, I the as far as the poll goes, and it's not just with uh, Winari. Did I say it right? Winari. Winari. But um, asking about all of the recruits that um, we've been hitting and missing on, we've missed on some recent ones. And is it no biggie the way it goes? 26%. Painful but manageable, 57%. And that's where I would be. Uh, canary in the coal mine, 9%. And the end times were toast, 8%. <laughs> so I don't know if that those doomers are being serious or not, but come on, guys. So on a on on last, on maybe
1: a final note here, but. Is there anyone that we have com- that we've missed on that we thought we were going to get in this situation? We've had a couple of instances in the past this, couple of years, this especially cycle? no, oh. just, but in general, in the past few years, just kind of alluding to that question, that has gone and been a big name somewhere else.
3: <laughs> Not yet. Uh, Ohio State receiver. Um, oh, Garrett. Yeah.
1: And uh, Garrett the, the Ohio State cornerback, as well. Uh, oh, the kid Proctor. from Tulsa. Josh Proctor. And there was another uh, Okuda, yep, Jeff, Jeff Okuda, Okuda Yeah. who came to the Ohio State game in '16, prepared to commit, and then we laid Wait an, an egg, egg, and they came back and swooped him up. So I mean, but those are, I mean, that's man, that's seven years ago. So
4: I mean, if you look at the, you know, where we all have our PTSD from, the last couple of years, the it's kid that from, went to Clemson, like, it's. The uh, well, I mean, it's offensive Gabe, offensive line? Julio that's Jones, true. Gabe Dindy, <laughs> but Gabe Dindy was a legacy. I'm pretty sure that his parents met at OU and got married and everything, and he they had moved to Florida. But
1: he jumped ship because Lincoln left, though.
4: Yeah, but you. you
1: <laughs> I think. I mean, I, I think he. I think he probably comes if. Okay,
4: but still, still, still okay. a kid. I mean, you think he should was get? Going back, right? too. And then last year, and, last year was very similar to how this felt which is why everyone's really just kind of
0: and, and in the same position, it's probably the final
4: straw because group, so that's um, where it hurts yeah Hicks Hicks last year everybody said it's just it was ours the last minute and it I could be wrong but didn't even like the morning of tell the coaches yes no he, was he told that coach coming to OU of. yeah
0: and then a couple hours later from, what, from all accounts he did him dirty well, right
3: yeah I mean Peyton Bowen did that to Oregon for us so Yep. Not, you, not you exactly
0: wins, the same. There was a death uh, you related. You you lose some. With that, with the OU coach, so that was he. He skipped a, a funeral, right? To uh, or that was the timing was with a. With was that a, Hicks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I thought that was this year.
1: Todd Bates did mm-hmm. that with someone who ta- went went and talked to someone after. Oh his no no no! That's that's the kid who something.
0: committed and then and then went and went else. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Who who committed to go. Who committed, and then we had the secret trip uh, to Northwest. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 Illinois, so, Illinois, 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 Illinois yeah. yeah. So I don't remember who that kid was. So. Anyway, it happens. Yeah. He's, it happens with friends. these kids, and you got to move on. It's a you, fickle business. It's a fickle thing, and they're now trying I do, to figure you do the move fit forward. Though, them.
4: you, we missed out on David Stone, and <sighs> one you can't lose elite homegrown talent.
1: Especially
4: homegrown defensive tackle via
1: Florida, though. I no, mean,
4: but yeah, but he almost came back and transferred. He was thinking about playing. his senior here year in high the school here. Year. Two years. Yeah, he, yeah, went to he was IMG. thinking about not even going to IMG this year. He's thinking about coming back. Yeah. and playing for like Midwest City or but something.
1: But you don't count. him. He's not an Oklahoma recruit. He's not an OK preps recruit. Well, he's only one year removed. Yeah, he's only played. A, he played he's his only whole played life two here. years at IMG. Yeah, but I mean, he's he will have played. This will be his second or third year at IMG. Second, second. Yeah, I, I still. It's hard for me to say that's a. I mean, true homegrown. If he's supposed to be
3: eighteen, he spent fifteen years of his life in Oklahoma. This
1: staff has only recruited him since he's been an IMG.
0: Yeah, he's pretty yeah. new to the staff, as everyone would be.
4: It's still, it's still a massive miss that you you just can't afford to miss on. Yeah, I'm not using it. Well, excuse, when you look at saying. all
0: the misses and you say you, at one of these you've got to land, and that would that would start to add up to. And the it's just that position,
4: you know. It, yeah. it really is, you know. It's quarterback number one, D tackle number two. Like that, those are the two players. Yeah. They just don't make – there's not that many human beings that are that big and that athletic, and everybody wants them. Well, beyond that, needs them.
0: they're very vital to the league that we're playing in and the level of football yes. we're trying to play at. Yeah. If you are Boise, it's not that vital. It's not that important. But it's real important in the SEC, and it's real important if you're trying to compete at the very top. Echelon of the U.S., uh, of the SEC. Um, so, yeah, I think it's – I don't know if I'd move it to canary in the coal mine, but I'd, you start to be more and more concerned. That said, we've got a potential to really change that narrative in this upcoming season. We've talked about position groups, and that is the position group we're probably most excited about, is the, the D-line. And so if we start to shine, have a good record – It'll be Show easy to all to sell the those progress. recruits. it just is momentum. It just starts to snowball downhill in the best of ways.
4: Yeah, if you can, you know, take a, a narrative of these are were average players, decent players, and then we had the last 18 months to coach these guys up and now look at them. Yeah.
0: What can we do with you? And, by the way, where are you? How are you doing?
4: And for somehow these kids can't look back at the Clemson right. defensive line somehow like right. Juan Airy. Right, right. Um, when you talk about development,
0: so... What's funny is, I mean, we, some of us have kids that age. We know we remember ourselves being that age. I can see how that just doesn't resonate enough with them. They they aren't... They're going to they're gonna see what they want to see out of the whole situation. And if they refuse to look at that and think of it as ancient history, then you're up against that, and I don't know what you do about
1: it. Well, it's hard to sell the the long game now too it's hard to sell yes
3: yeah where we pick up and leave whenever you want
1: yeah I mean it's it's hard to sell like it that's why I think building depth nowadays is so (laughs) difficult it's (laughs) so to tell a kid Uh, hey come here learn and that's why I I maybe respect what Jackson Arnold and the whole thing that he's been saying since he's been here is like I'm excited to sit back a year learn the offense learn from Dylan Gabriel even though I, I don't know if Jackson has a ton to learn from him, but. Um, I appreciate the sentiment there of yeah. i'm going to go sit in a system i'm going to go learn it and understand it and, and realize I'm not going to be a guy day one right um, so and, and it's hard to it's hard to go sell a kid who's been told his whole life, especially in his high school years, that hey man, you are the guy, this yep. is your team this you you're the man, and getting him to go into a system where you've got a bunch of those dudes there so
0: so what do you think the probability is that one of two hicks? And Winery play in an OU uniform at some point. And or? Or. or. So one or both? seventy five percent. Woo. It's a big number. I mean I would say there's I- I was probably a bigger thirty three percent and I'm pretty happy.
4: There's probably a bigger chance for Hicks just because he's already spent one season on campus and yep. Stone Hicks. No Hicks. Hicks. Oh you said Hicks, sorry, I'm sorry. And um if you're not on the field this year,
0: when do you expect at, to be? Right. Or you're waiting so long that like
1: Oh, so. I'm I'm yeah, I'm going to re I'm going to back up my answer. I was thinking when you said Hicks, no, no, I no, thought no, no, no. Stone. No, I'm not saying this recruiting class. I'm saying no, 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 the two no, big sorry. misses that yeah. seem to be misses. Uh,
0: I would we haven't yet missed on Winari. He could still And, come per, to and Dindy as
4: well because 20%. This, this is Dindy's This is his third year coming up. Right. So if he's really not getting on the field for A&M, what are you still well, doing? Well, who
1: was the other big offensive lineman that we thought the – the Is it Tristan Lee or something like that? No, that was the guy that went to – well, that's one of them. Okay. That's the guy that went to Clemson. Who's the white guy that went to A&M? Uh, it was us and A&M the whole time. He was from that area. Uh, what position? I think he was an offensive tackle.
4: Oh, he's their new center. He's yes. their center. He's their starting center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's the starting. I can't I think of his
1: name, but yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So there's a lot but, of you know, opportunity he's here to. I mean, there's guys like
3: Jacob guys Lacey away. was down to OU and Notre Dame, and he went to Notre Dame, and now he's here. And now he's here. So it's not far fetched. Might not play, but when he's stuff here. like this happens. Absolutely. Was it
4: Notre Dame and OU, or Notre Dame and Clemson? Uh,
3: he was rumored. OU was maybe was top three, but Lacey was a name around here that, for sure we were down to his final pick-a-hat type situation, and he picked Notre Dame. Hmm. And now he's on campus at OU. Um, we've got, what about the the Washington tight end? Yeah, I was about to say good committed segue there. No, committed to Notre Dame, and now he's
1: decommitted. decommitted. And he's been crystal balled to OU. Yeah. yeah. Nate Robinson?
3: Nope. Robertson? It's not Nate Robinson, I don't think. I think it's
1: Robertson. Nate Robertson.
3: I don't know.
2: Well,
3: it's, thinking about it, tight ends. It's surprising to me that Alexander's not coming here with with his dad being a prominent tight end at OU. Yeah, real prominent,
0: yeah. That, that, is that
3: was pretty shocking. And, but they're, Nate, both, on the Roberts, same, they're Roberts. both on the same team at Washington High School, apparently. Hmm. So that would be a high school team to kind of pay attention to. No this, kidding, apparently so.
0: Role. Well, speaking of tight end, uh, any so Lucas, your homework was to go back and watch all of the former Jeff Lebby coached games in his history and report back on how many times he used the tight end.
3: I didn't watch them all, but uh-huh. I, I did you dabbled. I did dabble, <laughs> and it just doesn't seem like, we, we talked about last pod, and Jay said, sometimes you don't really utilize a tight end if you don't have a dude at that position. But sometimes you just, I don't know. It's
1: not part of your offense.
3: It's not part of the offense, even if you have a dude. But you go find a way to find But you find a way to, to make use of them. And I feel like the Stogner isn't the major receiving type tight end. And even though when he stepped foot on campus, we all thought he was the successor to Andrews or, you know, whatever, and, or Calcaterra, you know, and then it just hasn't panned out. And I feel like it's going to be – we're going to finish this season, no matter how good the offense is, I think we're going to look back and say, man, if we do use a tight end a little bit more in passing situations – we could have picked up that third and eight, or you know, a pump fake to a wide receiver and throw it over the middle of the tight end for a twenty yard gain.
1: And that's what I was about to say. Stogner's never really been that mid-range. I mean, mid the play that got hurt
3: on against Kansas was that was like a forty yard gain or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: but I mean, I, the plays at least I remember is him going down the field and catching the ball. I mean, Bedlam, uh, Bedlam in twenty twenty one when he catches that that ball during the comeback. Uh, against Oklahoma State, the almost comeback against Oklahoma State, the twenty twenty Texas game. Um Rattler throws a ball up to him on I think a third and long or a third and mid and he goes up against a defender that's in his face and catches the ball over the top of him. I don't think we're we we have that guy who's gonna stretch a defense like we had in Andrews or anything like but that. But I also
3: don't think Levy's offense uses that.
1: Yeah. So it's I mean I think it holds true to what we said is you get a guy that does, that can do that, you find a way to do that. But unfortunately, like you said, I, I do think there's going to be occasions where, man, I wish we had a, a guy who could stretch the defense out over the middle of the field like that, or catch a ball on a 10-yard crossing route and take it up the field a little bit. But Braden Willis was that guy, and I
3: don't think we utilized him doing that as much as they should, even though he's considered an H-back.
1: Yeah. He was so much in the backfield last year.
3: Yeah. So, I just think that's Libby's offense. I don't. I well, just don't think it's – I think I, I'm going to come away at the end of the season saying, damn, I really wish we had a tight end. Really wish we I had next we year's t- tight
1: end class, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. That's yeah. what it looks like.
0: So thinking about that and not using – potentially not utilizing players the way that we would have liked to have seen them utilize, especially um, at the tight end position in the past year. I mean, is that how we're describing it, tight end, or is H-back, or – I mean, I like the
3: true t- – I don't I don't think Stogner's an H-back. No,
2: he's right, a tight end. No. right, God, if we
1: see Stogner in the backfield this year, it's something.
0: What some about playing quarterback? You think he'll play quarterback? And, I mean, Mark
3: Andrews was <laughs> a tight end and a split wide, you know, which I don't – Stogner has been using that in the past but in Lincoln's offense, but I don't think that's what he's going to be. I just don't think Levy's going to throw the ball to tight end, and I think we'll regret it.
0: All right, so thinking about that and regret, regretting it um, – One of the things that I think we have to do both offensively and defensively, though, when we look at all the mistakes, I thought about this today and and came up with, I think was a pretty good way to frame it or analogy for it. Last year, we had complaints about clock management. We had complaints about quarterback development. We had complaints about lots and lots and lots of things. And when you are in a situation where, which we did not appreciate coming into it or at the time, you have as many weaknesses as you have, the cracks are really big. And a lot can slip through the cracks from any administration, from any regime. And a lot slipped through the cracks last year. My hope or expectation is those cracks are getting really small now. Or at least they're appreciably smaller than they were last year. And so mistakes that are going to be made in terms of game flow, game decisions, play clock management, you name it, are gonna be smaller and fewer and far between. Honestly, how many times is a Bob Stoops or a Barry Switzer, to pick out two examples that we have to always compare our current coaching to, or even a Lincoln Riley, how many times are they really in a critical game time decision? Lincoln Riley, where play clock matters, Lincoln Riley by far the most, and he failed a lot. When you have the luxury of being great and you're beating everybody as badly as you're beating them, as Stoops was many, many times, as Switzer was many, many times, you just don't. You don't test the coach's ability to to do those uh, decisions, have that decision making at the at the point where it's critical. Well, one so, incurs so all. Take to,
3: the Tyree Hill twice.
0: Right, and so you look at examples like that, yeah. or you look at examples when even in in you know in either case when we were having down years and a lot of stuff was going wrong, and a lot of stuff goes wrong. Like Nick Saban doesn't get into a lot of situations where. He is putting himself in a position to make mistakes because he's so good and everything else is running so good. But put him in the same position, he probably doesn't have the, the absolute um, fighter pilot-like skills to exactly navigate ex- what he should be doing with precision in every absolute instance. He probably finds himself, like he did in that Sugar Bowl, screaming into his headset while his quarterback is getting completely demolished by the, of- uh, the defensive line of Oklahoma. And he doesn't – Darren Headlights, he doesn't know what to do.
3: Or you try to kick a 65-yard field goal against Auburn. <laughs> against Auburn.
0: And so I mean, you, anyone can do it. Everybody has their cases. So my, my point of view is or maybe are not hand it to Derrick Henry
4: 35 more times <laughs> in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How hard is this? <laughs> so my point of view is, as I look at things to watch for and expect in 2023, I think those cracks are getting a lot smaller, and we're going to see and we should see fewer and fewer critical mistakes fewer opportunities to get so worked up because, oh my god, you cannot be this stupid. Because we're sitting back there with the luxury of no pressure saying, come on, obviously run the clock, obviously do this, obviously run this play. Uh, and they're having to come up with all of that at the same time. So I hope that's the, the
1: more we get through this season, or maybe even it's, a, it's more of a complete retrospect after the season, is looking back into that first year and saying, okay, this really was what we were maybe assuming or hoping and it was Venables and and the staff trying to implement a system without breaking the molds and without, you know, sacrificing any sort of their methodology and saying, if it doesn't work, we're still going to do it this way because this is how we want to operate. So
4: I bet, I bet there's probably a few games last year that we probably would have won if they, if they had adapted. deviated yeah. from what they were wanting to do. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, but does that hurt you long-term? long-term? Right.
0: That, that's the trade-off that hopefully they they chose correctly on, but I, I'd like to hope that that's exactly what happened. In fact, I think that's the gamble they made over and over again. I mean, as they just hard-headedly started to implement a, a defensive scheme that we obviously were in no position to act, act, actually execute, you had to think they're thinking the hell with this season we think we can win and by god this is where we're headed so we need to get there as soon as we can not try it, it, and i can see that you say well you know if you're a lesser team would say do whatever you can to get to nine wins this year and then next year you do whatever you can to get to nine wins if it means throw a whole playbook out and do something completely different that's what you do and you'll get to those nine wins and you'll never get past nine wins
4: and it's still not an excuse for not winning more games than we no, did last year, absolutely. but I do think they st- stubbornly, or rightfully so, or looking ahead, did choose to run what they run,
0: albeit what happened to our detriment, like West Virginia, to our detriment, <laughs> yeah, in many cases. Well, and to all of those uh, points you're alluding to, my things to watch or expect in 2023 defense. Capital, all caps, must improve greatly. And and not just improve, improve greatly. Must be so much better. If they are, and I think they have a great chance of being, a lot better. I mean, if they can go from 70th ranked to 35th ranked, we're a damn good football team.
4: Yeah, I think the, the jump from year one to year two should be substantial. On defense. On defense, um, I also think they, and and all of us too. Maybe that maybe the coaches didn't. Um, maybe I'll just speak for myself. I thought it would probably be easier to implement. I did a standard defense of. I did. You've got athletes. This is this is how you play. This is what you do, and I have a feeling. It's just my own opinion that when the coaches. Got here and got in there and saw it all. If you could have a truth serum, I think they knew they were in trouble. Yeah. Just from a player personnel, athleticism. Well, that's speed, what they're saying now. Strength. In
0: retrospect,
4: you hear a couple of things about like. We only had Our two, linebackers had didn't even know how to be linebackers. linebackers. Yeah. I mean,
1: they didn't even know. I think they thought that, and then I think they got to the Nebraska game. Are like, okay, maybe they may have drank the Kool-Aid. Too. Maybe something is happening here and then next week you get gut checked against a good Kansas State football team and it's like all right like it's but that's
4: a good team and we were in that
1: game that it was a winnable game we were in every game except for we were for in every two. game except for for TCU in Texas
0: yeah and i don't know for a while we're in TCU and Texas is like it doesn't even count it's it's weird right
1: so i mean it was it's, it's such a weird yeah thing to look back on but they I mean, might
0: they might have uh, like all of us drank a lot of Kool-Aid in that Nebraska game and thought we could do something
1: that no one no one is saying we can do
0: Yeah, like, or that or we didn't, even or expect, that we didn't expect we yeah. being the coaches they're right. thinking we didn't expect we could do this but maybe we can pull it off because we knew Nebraska wasn't good but we didn't know it was going to be that bad and, and, and maybe honestly that just got, we got lucky because it's Nebraska and where their minds are right now or were at the time We've been in that situation back in the John Blake years where it doesn't matter how good you actually are. You're just waiting for the inevitable, which is when you're going to implode. And everybody on the team just checks out and says, yep, we are awful. And this game is over. They get on the other ship. Exactly. And so we may have been the victims of a situation where we walked into somebody who basically checked out at halftime. And we thought we were that dominant. No, we were just playing a scrimmage at that point. I don't know. Could be. I think the offense should improve, uh, but I think it'll be incremental. The offense was pretty darn good last year. I think that we'll see small improvements, and small improvements go a long way. I mean, small improvements win a few football games last year, even with the defense that we saw.
4: Yeah, I think with our the offense, an improvement doesn't even have to be more points per game or more yards per game. As much as it is sustained drives, field position, game management, clock management you know three and outs that take 40 seconds off the clock and put your defense right back out on the field um yeah just a couple of extra first downs yeah, get some yardage 15 Flip 20 more yards change the, the yeah change the field position can be drastically an improvement on your offense like i said even if the points per game doesn't change right it's right stay well, right year
3: with the clock not stopping on first downs maybe we'll have less time to screw ourselves
0: over. <laughs> You're very true. Like, for real. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah it'll actually it actually help instead, us
2: kill yeah, more time on accident.
3: Instead of a three and out, if we just get that the second and six, and then you pick up that first down instead of the clock stopping, and us running to hurry up, the clock's going to be running, and then we run to hurry up. So maybe there's ten less seconds on the clock, and that gives the defense a little bit more rest. Which,
1: emphasize as Steve's first point of the defense must all caps improve because we could be on the wrong end of that where teams are trying to slow the game down against us after getting we're running out of clock or after or after and we're not we're not getting we're not getting off the field when we're supposed to in those that situational football type of mentality where we're not getting off the field in third and fourth down um that's where the aggression comes
3: in
2: yeah so I mean it's it's you just go
3: full circle balls out and try to Create havoc, and if they throw a forty yard touchdown on you, at least you get the ball back. yeah, and, and I do want to see more something.
1: I do want to see more selling out up front with if we have the guys yeah. that we think we have, right I mean there there is no excuse to not be like you just said aggressive in those situations and if if it comes back and bites you, at least you have a chance to respond to it. Um, we got in so many situations last year where it's almost like, hey, we're on the back foot and we're gonna stay on the back foot and try to make this work, yeah, whereas, like you just said, if, if they go and score, hey, at least we get the ball back. Yeah. I mean, I remember us or yelling put, at the TV put us in
0: there. a ch- put us in a position to either disrupt and, and cause something that's very advantageous for us or, like you're saying, give up the points and let's move on down the road and let's give our, get our chance at it. Where we were in this weird in-between that is not a comfortable place to be, which might have been us opting for, this is what we're trying to establish, we're going to work these guys and, and we're going to Make them, by hook or by crook, learn this is exactly the defense you're going to be running going forward. Learn how to do it. Struggle through it. And I'm I'm sure as they look back and they think, man, why didn't I change up just a little bit to give myself a chance to win that game? Yeah. But it's hard to make that decision on the fly. Well, we've been talking about offense a little bit with, with this and improvements, and we talked about utilizing tight end and other types of things so let's just get to a prediction will jeff lebby be at ou come january 1 2024 i say yes that would include if he takes another job
1: i say yes as well and i i think as well i think of it more in the lens of he's not getting fired he may have job offers and he chooses not to take take a a job offer and he
0: stays what do you guys um, think? Yep. And maybe this is uh, – go ahead.
3: That, that's where I fall with what Connor just said.
0: Okay. Jay, you're saying?
4: I'll say yes, and I'll say, gosh, even though I wasn't that happy with him last year, I'll, I'll take a different viewpoint of it. You know, I'm not – I don't know, per se, that Jackson Arnold is just an OU guy. or Is he a Levy guy? Is he a – Venables guy. Um, the longer he's here, the more likely he's an OU
0: guy. Right. And Venables.
4: But, I mean, if Levy left and left for a decent school, let's just say OU's offense really does tear it up and everyone looks at last year as kind of an aberration in his record or whatever, and he gets a, a mid-tier SEC job. I don't know. What if Missouri comes up? Uh, I don't
3: think he gets a Power 5 job.
4: You
0: don't think he get Missouri or something? No. So I don't think Jar- Jackson Arnold follows him to a group of five type of school.
4: No, I said. What about
0: Missouri? But if he got a Missouri ah. type job, I don't know. I think at the same time that's. I say that's, no, a, big, I don't that's think a big. That's a big jump for. Jeff because Larry I also think. Well, if, no, no, I'm just thinking from the Jackson Arnold standpoint. I don't think Jackson Arnold makes that move. I think I mean,
1: if that vacancy happens and a vacancy from an OU offensive coordinator perspective, we're going to bring in a. I do still think OU is a destination. Yeah.
0: Job. We're going to hire a for an offensive coordinator. coordinator. So they're going coordinator. after Garrett Riley, aren't you? <laughs> well, It'd be a name. (laughs) Um, You're not going to go for some complete unknown. So I think that we're going to have a pretty strong package to offer a bird in the hand versus you're going to say to Jackson Arnold, all right, you want to go play the cum at obviously a challenged program with him as a first-year coach? I just don't see that happening. I'm actually a strong yes. I think we're going to have plenty of offensive success this coming year. I don't think Jeff Lebby's job will be in question at all. And I don't think it is likely he makes a jump because I don't think he's going to take a lesser job. I think he's going to be one of these guys that he's not going to leave until a premier job opens
1: The up. guy does not strike me as a, at least right now in his career, which, again, job offers say otherwise and speculation says otherwise, um, doesn't strike me as a place to be a head coach at this point either, at least at a big school, a big-name school. Yeah, so that'd, maybe, be a, that'd be a big jump. Yeah, Maybe if he wants to risk. go to a UCF or a... God forbid, in Oklahoma State when, when Mike Gundy decides to step down after the season. Like I said, after I don't think going a power five guy. brought two, two and ten.
3: If you look at Mike Stoops, I mean, he went to Arizona, but he was established. I mean, he was here
0: for and, um, but But while, that's, that's, that's a weak power five right. as well. Kevin Wilson
3: went to Indiana. That's a power five. Weak but power it's not, five. Uh-huh. It's not a major job. He, he Chuck could, Long went to San Diego State. Heupel, where did Hypo go when he got he fired? Could really, Utah State? He could Arkansas Arkansas really state. raise his Arkansas value. Yeah, it was Utah State. Utah State as a coordinator
0: yeah, again. Yeah, coordinator. Yeah. And he, he went to Missouri really, I think. really
4: raises value too with like two
0: seasons with Chapter. He's the SEC. smart. Yeah. His agent's smart. He's saying, Wait a second. You you could be writing literally conference titles and and playoff contention or being a playoff team if not a championship team, national championship team, into the job of your choosing. Yeah. Because then if I mean think of the jobs that might be open over the course of the next three years you could be talking usc you could be talking penn state you could be talking a lot of places yeah. that you're saying now that is where you you settle for you settle for the, the premier top jobs in the country and yeah, in it,
1: taking those those low to mid power five te- uh, jobs nowadays is completely different than what it was back then as well with
3: well, with the you, realignment for yes, sure.
1: real, yes, with realignment, yes. but also with, you're not, you're at a massive disadvantage recruiting now with yep. NIL and everything How else. How are you going to get good? You're not. Yeah, exactly. You're a, a lot of those coaches. I think Mike Stoops and uh, Kevin Wilson are really good examples of, I think they went somewhere and like, Hey, I can build on this and I can build a program from where it's at to a USC or to a you know, Michigan state. If you're Kevin Wilson, um, I don't, those, those things aren't happening anymore. And they didn't happen for them. And they didn't happen for them. And they didn't happen then. for countless others so. that
0: aren't OU yeah. former assistants. And even a,
1: a, a sustained success. Right. You, you may have one or two years here and there where you're like, oh, man, this is, this is working. This is how it's going to be. You're not going to sustain that success over a long run. But you
3: could be a guy like Fickle where you leave Ohio State and take a Cincinnati and then build them into know you can do that anymore. Really, a really good program. Maybe. And then it opens a Wisconsin job. He is an ex- Maybe, he is an exception who really has done
1: that. Yeah, exactly. And it, It's I, harder today yeah, than very it was for him, Bob Stoops
3: did it. The Florida State. He went from Kansas State to, to Florida as a coordinator. But and Florida then, is then a bigger program big than any of those
0: others. I mean, Florida yeah. is a big program that yeah, he I stepped agree. into. And, yeah, I don't think that's comparable. Because, like, that's a big step and a big step. Well, yeah, so, but
3: Levy went from Ole Miss to OU. Right. So he could – Yes, the next step could be yes, a big one. Not
0: yeah. not he's that's why I think it would be, be a South step Carolina back to go uh, to Oklahoma you know, State, Georgia, or uh, Boise, or, or name a program that would would probably he wouldn't go to an he wouldn't go to, have to have an
1: him. OU level caliber team as a head coach in my opinion.
0: Well, well OU is like I, I mean a top, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I can't five, compare the two. Is he Bob Stoops went from coordinator
1: years. to coordinator and his first his first head coaching job right. was at Oklahoma. Yeah, so I don't see. Levy going from Which was a Ole Miss to OU to Which is a down Oklahoma. Oh, I think he could, but it, but it's still a premier job.
2: I think I'd see him in well, three Riley years it. do it.
0: Wow! Well, I think I could see him do it in in three years. And Lincoln Riley was handed the job. He was handed the job. Um, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. with time, with exactly. Time. Not with a pedigree. After year two the, at no, OU. No, no, a huge pedigree. Unless that's like something crazy. Okay. I, that's I what I'm what saying. saying. Okay. He's
3: not the guy that's going to go one if we had a, a eleven and one season or. And the offense looks really good. Say we go
0: national champion 15-0 and 0, uh, to be extreme. I would never say that. To be extreme. To be extreme. He's still going to be pressed. Maybe only in that scenario, if the job opens up, would he go to a premier job. Yeah. There's no way he's going to leave. I mean, I don't know. There's no way. There's a way. I don't know why in the world he would think, I want to leave where I am to go take the job at... Arizona State. Name a Big 12 school, period. Yeah, I just did. Going forward. I mean, any of them. Arizona
2: State. Well, even take it it to the
1: next extreme. Let's say a premier job opens up. Is it something – well, I guess anybody would be interested. And maybe this is more of a different question. Are there any premier programs right now that there's a coach on the hot seat? Notre Dame? Notre Dame may be on the hot seat a little bit. Texas A&M. Yeah, I but think, even with a really good season, I don't think Levy is in the top five
3: agree. of that group. Of yeah. coordinators. Exactly. that's what I'm trying to like get Like, they're through. going to go after yeah. Garrett right. Riley first. You're they're right. They're going to go after George's defensive coordinator or first. Or another so, head coach you know, somewhere They're going to do that yeah. before they,
2: 100%, yep.
0: before they for go after sure. him, I think. And if you're looking at, like, the, major program. the, the Luke Fickle situation, the... I don't know. In the in the scheme of it, I guess you'd have to look at the fact that Wisconsin is a bigger program that had probably a bigger payday associated with it. If you looked at it just from the standpoint of how many seats does the stadium hold, it's significantly greater than Cincinnati. But his, is his ability to win in Wisconsin in the Big Ten better or worse than his ability to win in the Big 12 at Cincinnati?
1: I'm not sure. That And that's what I'm wondering is – so. When he left, it that was Cincinnati already announced? No, they the were 12. not. No, they had not. They were not. And that's what I'm wondering is if uh, if he's – you don't look I, – I don't know. I, I think from if you're looking in that lens that you just mentioned, Steve, and you were saying where is my best opportunity to go win football games, I absolutely think staying at Cincinnati is the answer. I don't think that –
0: Your longevity is longer at Cincinnati. Or their tolerance for loss is bigger at Cincinnati
1: too. Luke Fickle more than likely could have retired at Cincinnati right. as their – legendary coach that they build a statue as their Hayden Fry as their yeah uh Gary Patterson of TCU type of thing um I don't it's interesting I I I would love to be in a conversation or just inside some of these coaches heads where it's like would I rather go push to win nine games in a big 10 or do I want to go to the big 12 and compete for championships maybe maybe you're in and you're out you're in and you're out um so it's it's, I don't it's know. It's interesting situation. for sure, and it's so funny to look back. And I, I know we don't like talking about it here, but I, looking at Lincoln Riley, and I would love to know what he's thinking. Oh, going into the Big Ten. I think it's so sweet and to funny. go get his face mashed in by most of that conference, a lot of the conference, maybe not most of them. Well,
4: supposedly too, there was a little bit of a, um, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're not going to take Oregon. Or if what? You guys yeah. choose to come yeah. to the Big Ten, and then all of
1: a sudden. Because his no, big thing yeah, is he, he wanted just... to maximize the West Coast recruiting, yeah. right? So.
0: No, but but from that same standpoint, if I'm Lincoln Riley, it, as after all those cards have been dealt and we're at where we were a few weeks ago, I probably want the Oregon-Washington connection because if I'm looking at it strategically or tactically, I'm thinking, you know what, I want to be on a West Coast pod where I can dominate potentially the West Coast, that time zone, uh, I can maximize my recruiting options here, and... I don't have to travel that much. Yeah. Those are two big travel destinations taken off of the calendar where you are now, I guess it, one would be a home, one would be an away, where you're saying, no, we don't have to go to Rutgers or even Michigan um, just to think about the distance versus I can just go up the coast in the same time zone. That's a big difference.
3: And I don't have to play Utah, who smashes my face. And in. don't have to play
0: Utah. So uh, I, I think it's probably to their benefit that Oregon and Washington are there. I don't think he's going to coach in the big Ten. But you yeah, and that's Really. We can, I we can hot cake. There's a hot there's take. There's a hot take. That's a hot take right there. I All think right. I think
3: Lincoln Riley goes you has think, a has a good season at USC this year. They go 10 and 2, 11 and 1, whatever it ends up being if Caleb Williams stays healthy. The Dallas Cowboys go 10 and 7, 11 and 6, whatever. Either don't make the playoffs or, or lose in the, or first lose round. the first round. Mike McCarthy's gone. Jerry brings in Lincoln Riley. I think that's been his plan all along.
0: So you think whose plan? Lincoln's. Well, to get to okay. the NFL. <laughs> I think maybe his his aspirations are the NFL. We know his dream job. He said his dream job is the Dallas Cowboys. But to think that that's the the end game, you got to get there, and things got to fall in your lap. You gotta, Lots of dominoes have to fall that I mean, you don't he control.
3: A, he had a program fall in his lap. It's the best program since World War II.
0: Yeah, and so his 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 thought process is, well, I've gotten crazy ass lucky and won the lottery once. I must be good at lotteries, so I'm going to go ahead and do this again. I don't think well, so. There's your hot take. I like the hot take, and it's not. I'm not going to say it's not possible at all, or that he wouldn't take it. I just, I will take the bet. I will be on the other side of that bet that he will coach Big Ten games because I think that's the safe bet. I
1: think I think I'm with Steve. I think he coaches maybe one, two seasons of the Big Ten, realizes he is experiencing his biggest fear that he had at OU with moving to the SEC, and it's not just it's not just an OU thing. It's a Lincoln Riley problem and he gets out before he gets exposed keep as a big problem. Where does a he really get out to? Problem.
0: It's not like he can just call someone no, up no, no. and, and that, say Robert what, Kraft, I want to be your head coach. Right.
1: And that, but that's what I'm saying and that that's an interesting thing is is if he starts seeing that go sour after year 1 in the Big 10, I think he tries to get out fast. He might. I he mean, might he might start Matt, really Matt, spinning. Matt Campbell's a great example of someone who has screwed themselves out you of know? out of money and a better job because he decided to stay quote unquote loyal to his way at Iowa State and thought that he could do something that he was never going to be able to do at that school. We've
3: seen the NFL make stupid hiring decisions out of college, though. Kingsbury, t- he couldn't win at Tech, and they bring him into an NFL squad. Uh, Bobby McS- Petrino. Nick Saban. Won at Louisville. Then he went to, where it was Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Tons. I mean, Tons of them. It, Pete Carroll's initial stint
0: yeah, his, he NFL. started
3: in the NFL, then went, well, college, went to college, went back to NFL. Yeah. And, and all successful. the
0: guys you're not thinking of because they washed out so exactly. fast that, yeah. I mean, help Nick Saban wash out no, the NFL. No, absolutely. Spurrier. Absolutely Chip as Kelly. possible. Chip yeah. Kelly. I mean, it's just one after another. There's only 32 teams. It, it's but, not like there's a job just to be had. So, is my
3: hot take not correct if he doesn't go to Dallas, but if he takes another NFL job. No, and, I'll give you you get a partial
0: hot take. partial hot take. Yeah, either way you'll get the if correct hot If he goes to take. the Chargers or something. Absolutely. Cuz that's a that's a club. If he I, doesn't coach, I can see cuz that guy's a weirdo. And he'd be in the L A. He'd be, yep. stay in his home, stay in his house, house and yeah. do all that. I mean, uh, oh, USC's trust me,
1: for that house. Oh, oh
0: that's yeah, he's got to move. But. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he can afford to. <laughs> probably,
3: probably he They might want to him to buy it from him. He had to move because be his family wanted to
0: be on the beach. Right, they wanted to see the beach. So I. I don't put it past him by any means. So I get three-quarters of a saying hot take the, if he ends up I'm thinking half. in the NFL. Three-quarters maybe, okay. Okay. After this season, so, if he ends
1: up in the I'll give you a full yes. hot take if he ends up in the NFL after this right. season. After this season, yeah. yeah. After yeah. The season. I'll give you a full hot take.
0: Yeah, that's the full hot take, even if it's not the Cowboys. If okay. it's Cowboys, that's bonus points. I yeah. think it depends
4: if he Cowboys, that's breakfast at Malachi at, at Nelson we're going. Yeah, <laughs> can continue go. the the legacy of elite quarterback play. I think he knows he won't have Caleb. And if he doesn't have a quarterback on the roster next year heading to the Big Ten, I think he'll bounce.
0: I mean, he's got a I don't think he won't necessarily bounce, but keep in mind, he has to have a place to land, right? He's I think have there's the, he's a place the in NFL offer. for him.
4: I think Lincoln Riley is on a short list of any opening
3: for
1: NFL. But has anybody, what, what have he, we heard anybody offering him that job yet, though? Ever. In I have not heard years?
3: any sort of offer that's come to fruition. What, what if wherever Caleb goes, Lincoln goes... That that's a real possibility.
0: That is a probably a, a pretty the worst good NFL possibility because they, they'd year. be probably looking for a new coach as well. I don't know yeah. who
3: the worst NFL team is. Look, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Well, you never problems. know
0: who's going to be. But yes, how crazy would that be? <laughs> Very crazy. <laughs> they
3: they draft Caleb. Well, no, they they signed too much for Kyler. Yeah,
4: but oh no, they're, they're the the box the mocks have Arizona. I've seen a production with two Caleb of the first picks. <laughs> Where seen? was
0: Kingsbury before? Um, he Arizona? took the Arizona, job. Texas Tech. No, Texas Tech. oh, he went to USC. Oh, USC, USC. Well, yeah. but he never never, never coached, coached the game, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it, like in the weirdness, like yeah, yeah exactly. He follows that. So all he's over. back, back USC. on USC. Yeah, they, they flipped. Uh, so they maybe flipped Lincoln can what
4: is he take doing him there? There, is back co- to Cuba Arizona
2: oh
4: and be his offensive coordinator? So. Oh, is his OC? No, he's an.
0: Oh, you're talking about? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I think he's not gonna have an OC. I think there's possibilities there, but but I would argue that. And this is going to be well. I mean, you're getting into some of my hot takes that you want me to save till next week. But I got a hot take on, on Lincoln Riley and USC next year. So just remind me to bring that up. Yeah, because last year because you were, it's you were not so right. I, with your I was not eight that
3: wins or whatever you had. I not, was not that far off. They went over ten. I was not that far off.
0: They they, they went got ten or eleven last year. They went ten. They got they went ten, and they got crazy Do ass. They lose to,
3: besides Utah, Tulane. No, in, no, in the regular, regular season. season.
0: They didn't. They they oh, were eleven and one.
3: They lost to Utah twice. They were eleven and one in the regular
0: season. Yeah, and then lost to Utah yeah. The second. Yeah, yeah. They very nearly weren't by a long shot. Yeah. So no, I got yeah. Good. That's why. That's that's like how it. that's how hot my Market. take is. <laughs> Mark it down. So
1: was that the breakfast bet last year?
0: That was. was. It was. It was. Let's refocus to games we're excited about or nervous about because I've got three that I want to talk about and I want your takes on them and anything else you got. And these are just OU games. So Texas. The question is, can we avenge last year's debacle? And that would mean, obviously, being highly competitive in that game. I'm going to say, and I don't think this is a hot take, we are going to be competitive in that game. I think, I'm not drinking the Texas Kool-Aid. I may be drinking the OU Kool-Aid, but I don't understand the Texas Kool-Aid. Are you excited or nervous about it? I am both excited and nervous. I'm always nervous about the OU Texas game. But I am kind of chomping at the bit. To get the the to give our best shot at those sons of bitches because they didn't get but our worst shot last year and they act like they beat us circa ni- 2017 1985. You name a year when we were great. They act like 49 to nothing was against that team and it wasn't. That was ridiculous. So they were eight and five last year and they barely were eight and five. We were six and seven and we were. On the other side of barely six and seven, we had a chance to be easily win nine games. So I, I think that that Texas is is drinking a Kool Aid well well beyond anything that an OU fan is drinking right now in terms of well the national media national media is yeah, pumping ways too. We're back. back, baby.
1: I've seen uh, CBS Sports had two of their f- three guys have them in the playoff. Yep. Barstool uh, unnecessary roughness picked uh, Texas to win. Across the board, the Big 12 title, which those people don't Yeah, I got watch. into
3: a little Twitter battle with Brandon Walker. What that did, was awesome. What yeah. did he
1: call me? He called you. Or what did he call? He said. Moron?
0: No.
3: Did he know was, you fans? Or, what, what did he say?
0: He was very derogatory. Um, pull it up. See if you can pull it up. He, he was, so, what, what did you say, we basically? Offered, we offered him,
1: him a spot on the pod. We didn't get a yeah. response. Um, yeah, he didn't
0: respond. He's, what he's did he a call duckiness. you? He called you. He hey. called
3: something about. Ou you fans in general.
0: Yeah, he generalized using you as an example. I
4: think if, in in this might seem strange, I think if Texas... Called you a dipshit. Goes in... <laughs> <laughs> he called, ou you fans, dipshits. No, 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 he called you a
1: dipshit. No, on the original... Okay, but he said, whatever, dipshit. And I could ask you...
3: <laughs> because I said he was scared to talk to... Uh <laughs> this was their take was Nebraska, he said the words "Nebraska dominated the big 12."
0: Right, right? were the right. words he used.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I said, I must have missed the era that Nebraska dominated the big 12. Two titles in 97.99 is quote, "domination now. Wonder what 14 for OU is called then. And then he said, "No fan base is more sensitive in America than dipshit OU fans. Talk good about somebody else and they'll come running." And I said, I'm not sensitive at all. Your narrative on this is just garbage. I agree completely Nebraska would be a better fit than the Big 12. Or they should have never left. But saying they don- dominated the conference is just uninformed.
1: He said, <laughs> you're, hey, the, you're the entire reason he picked OU to be his disappointing team this He said,
3: season. hey, you guys used to be good too. And I said, also, I don't know why the guy, which you'd have to know Barstool to know. He got, he got in an argument with another guy at Barstool, and he called him the moron from Mississippi, and they got into a shoving match. In the hallways of the office, <laughs> and he got suspended, and they were debating firing him over the deal and all that. And I said, "I don't know why the guy that lost his cool over being called a moron from Mississippi." Immediately calls an intelligent OU fan response to take to your take as being a dipshit instead of inviting constructive conversation about your opinion. And he said, "Whatever, dipshit."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how, and then I, I mean, invite him on the pod. You absolutely, and we would love to have I him on the pod. Him. Absolutely, you. Owned his ass, and that was, like, that was like a drunk man arguing with someone totally sober who had time to sit back and think about it. And Who's a Firing scholar. back at him, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That was beauty. Yeah. That was awesome. And you're right. You're just everything you said. was correct would have just said, and reasonable.
3: If he would have just said, Nebraska should have never left the Big Twelve because they were better in that conference. Right. They, they belong more in that conference. Yeah, to say dominated. Then I would have been like, "You're right."
0: We obviously didn't know what the hell he was but talking about. But to say about.
3: they dominated the Big Twelve was completely unrealistic. He
0: missed a decade. <laughs> yeah. He was thinking that he they was thinking have. of the '90s, and he had completely forgotten about from 2002 on.
3: Yeah.
0: And and they had well, when they won their titles, they were there at the Big Eight, right? Well, well, they had to yes. win in 01. Well, they they beat, they beat They beat Texas. Eric Crouch had to win it. And Eric Crouch won it, and t- no, no, they didn't. No, they didn't win. They didn't win. It. Colorado beat them. That was a 01. They didn't win. Uh, or, or they won uh, big 12 titles in 97 and 99. Colorado yet. beat Texas and they backdoored their way into the national championship Nebraska did huh. um, and they were a very 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 good team that year and that was that the was last time City. they were a good team Namkasu was, was was oh, 2012 was, when, was, when, yeah. when we beat them in the or, or 2009. no, no two, 2009. 2009 and then 2012 uh, the very last time that they were in the conference and we had Landry Jones 2010. 2010, 2010 and we beat them in the in the Conference title,
3: but when they won their national titles, that
0: was a big eight. N- yes, 1997. Uh, 90, no, 94, 95, wasn't it? 94, 95. Or was it 97? And ni- I think it was 97. The Big 12 started 96. 96, I think. that's right. Um, we'll look back and see somebody. Maybe
3: 97.
0: Uh, uh, Tommy Frazier and and destroying then. Florida. That was an absolute. That was ninety-five. I was thinking that was ninety-five.
4: Yeah, it was ninety-five.
0: Yeah. I think
3: they won back. Did they be winning back-to-back? Yeah, Michigan 95? won in
0: ninety-seven. Um, yeah.
3: So they didn't win a national title when they were in the Big in Twelve. In the Big Twelve, huh? And they only uh-huh. won two conference titles yeah. in fourteen seasons or whatever they were. Yeah. And we won fourteen titles in twenty-seven seasons.
0: Well, and they didn't. You know, even in, if you just look at the, the the period of overlap there. Yeah. We played four and won more than they did. Yeah. We beat them more than they beat us. Um, just it's it's a guy who's getting his history all mixed but up. But
3: it's also a guy that works for a company that is makes their money in engagements, and right They're they know that the OU fan base is the strongest college football fan base on the internet, right? And that they can get any. It's the same shit Colin Cowherd yep. does. Oh yeah, same shit Paul Feinbaum does. Yep, they're trying to get they're goading us. You. Revved but up. You,
0: what's funny is you and I wasn't revved up. You weren't revved I up. You just, were just factual. Yeah. And I was he, was out what he was wrong. He was using <laughs> vulgar language, name calling. Yeah. Didn't have facts. To deflect. And, to, and totally to deflect. But so. to also get engagement. Yeah, absolutely. So. And so maybe that's what we need to do. All right, back
4: to you, Texas.
1: All right, they won in '97 and '99 in the Big 12.
3: Yes. Yeah. But what we're are about, you? I was talking about national championships, like '94, '95. Ah. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, your thoughts on this? And that was yeah. Big Eight.
1: What's
4: what? your thoughts on this? Do we have a better chance of beating Texas?
0: If they win at Alabama or lose at Alabama? Gosh. Um, Okay. So I will say we have a better chance if they lose at Alabama from two respects. One, it means they're a a lesser team, which is kind of a cop-out, but it's true. And the other is if they lose, they may be in some complete turmoil as to who their quarterback should be. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I think the opposite side, if you were going to create a narrative there, you'd say you want them riding so high with overconfidence that they don't think they can be beaten. And we get to come in, play in the underdog status, and we have better basically in-week preparation than they do, and we're a very competitive football team, and we beat them. But I'm going to say I, if, if it's just from that standpoint – I think it's more likely we beat them if they lose to Alabama. But you may be answering two different questions. What do you
4: think, Connor?
1: That's the question one more time. Do we
4: apologize. Does OU have a better chance of beating Texas if Texas beats Alabama or loses to Alabama?
2: Uh,
1: I'm going to say loses. Just because, I mean, I, I don't know. I, if Texas beats Alabama, I I will – I'm not going to jump on the Texas – national championship bus immediately but I don't, it's not going to be by some fluke or some accident i don't think
4: but see for me that's the
1: that's the reason that's we the, can hit him in the mouth that's
4: the reason i think the the national narrative around texas if they stroll into tuscaloosa and win Texas isn't the type of team that can handle that. They they will just they will be so inflated with their ego. You think
0: they'll check out. I, I don't I don't even know if it's of just check I just don't
4: think they can handle it. I don't think they can handle it. Well, I what think does
0: the that worst case the hype. Yeah. But I mean, what is not handling it mean? It's got to be the preparation, yeah, right? Yeah, it's
4: preparation. It's the party. Yeah. it's it's everyone telling them how good they are. Now it's all they week play long a, in class. They play
0: Alabama two weeks before and they play OU. Is that right? I'm not sure. Something like that. Everywhere around town, everyone's just three. Weeks.
4: They're getting. Cr- they're gonna crown, right? And they and, and They'll the rest, be Crowned.
0: It's cakewalk. Two weeks into the season, it's cakewalk for them. Aside from Alabama, right? They're, no, I
4: don't think they have a hard schedule.
0: No, they have. They, do they play K State right before us or? C U or look that up. They have their um, schedule is much tougher than ours. No, I know it is, and, and leading into the OU Texas game, it could be, which ours is not. We we should walk in. I kind of so to your point, if you will.
4: We should be five and.
0: I'm worried that we walk in five and zero, oh, and we're drinking the Kool Aid like after Nebraska. And I don't we think you can win
1: last year's forty nine nothing. I would hope not. Texas plays uh, Baylor and Kansas for us. Well, all K- right. Two tough games. Kansas directly before us.
0: At Kansas or
1: no? Nah, it's home. Home at well, Baylor, though, right? But th- mm-hmm.
0: Remind me, the last time Kansas beat Texas was that in Austin? That was in Austin. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, with that third string tight end got a
2: touchdown or something.
0: So they could be in a couple of semi dog fights there. Um, that's a that's a trap type of game against K State with OU Texas lingering.
4: I think the worst thing is if. Texas outplays Alabama and loses a game that they shouldn't have lost. Which is like last year to yeah. a degree.
2: That I mean, game basically is just so. I that game is just
1: so. Uh, and I'm with Steve. And maybe back to the topic at hand. I'm, I am as well, very excited for that game. Assuming we're fully healthy. Always nervous for that game. Um. Last last year was just such a fluke and. <coughs> It's something that, you know, they're, they're going to hang their hat on just because of the scoreline, and I understand that. I, we, we fielded a junior varsity-level team out there, <laughs> it felt like, um, with a junior varsity-level game plan. Uh, I think fully healthy teams going head-to-head, that game has potential to be one of the most exciting OU Texas games in terms of just competitiveness that we've seen in a long time. Um, with the level of talent on both sides of the ball, with the level of coaching on both sides of the ball. Uh, it has a really, really high chance of being a, a great one, a classic. At the same time I say that, that, that game can turn on its head the first play that we've seen. Um, so I'm with Steve on that, excited because I want to redeem myself. I want to redeem the team uh, and my fandom. Uh, tired of seeing 49-0 all over my timelines as well. Um, but nervous just because it's Texas, right? That game has so many, so many unknowns to it that that come into play. What do you um, think,
0: Lucas? Easier or harder if Texas wins or loses against Alabama?
3: Um. It, it really depends on how what the the loss total would be. Like if they lose a heartbreaker to Bama, I feel like they'll be decimated and it'll be tougher for them to recover and get up. Hmm us but if they get blown out Hmm. i don't know
0: so i'd say if they get blown out i'm not really worried because they just aren't that good of a team is the problem what if bama's back bama um, (laughs) bama never kind of wasn't back but yeah right right back 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 um they don't know their quarterback yet but they yeah and and there's a lot of question marks with alabama so i don't know It, it It's funny, when you were saying that, Connor, and and it really ties into everything you're saying, I'm going to have a homer take that it's got a lot of rhyming with the 2000 and the early 2000s where the country club set of Texas, great recruiting classes, lots of high expectations, where they could be their own worst enemy. And we, in 2000 in particular, completely snuck up on them. They never saw that coming. And you talk about something that was the, just the most shocking game in the history of college football. That was one of them. That is, that is way up there. That could happen to them this year. With everything that's happened recently, with the 49 to nothing, with where they're supposed to be in the national narrative, we're not in the picture. We're similarly ranked as we were that year coming into the season. And then you've got all those other years, and, and I'm not saying they're the same program that they were then, but aside from obviously different players and obviously different coaches, they're the same donor base. They're the same fan base. They're the same feeder system. They're the same Texas. They're the same well, Sarkeesian, expectation.
3: Sarkeesian is a better coach than Herman and Charlie Strong.
0: He's not as good as he's not as good as Mac Brown. I agree. His but records,
4: his record doesn't say he's better than uh, Herman.
0: That's right. They're even, right?
4: At best,
0: I think they were. And just I don't right think right Herman never lost any like.
4: Like fourth quarter leads, like he, he had like yeah. kind of yeah good stats in a weird way
0: right yeah but for, they went
3: I mean they didn't go to bowl game for
4: no
0: but I think remember they were like one eight, or two of his neck years. and neck like well, Sark did at either. one point Sark and him are neck and neck last in year. their first year
4: yeah but Sark went they were five and five and seven Sark's first season yeah then they go eight and five last year and all of a sudden now they're just exponentially better than everybody I
3: rewatched I was watching ESPNU I think was doing their best games of twenty twenty two and the Texas TCU was the final regular season match and that was a really it was i think it was pretty low nothing, scoring, nothing at halftime or three nothing yeah. we we'll watched that game right here it was close and that game um, was crazy tcu took a lead of 17 to <laughs> yeah. three and then there was a scoop and score for texas early in the fourth quarter to make it seven or middle of the fourth quarter make it 17 10 and then it was a it was a tight game there at the end and tcu goes on to go to the national championship game and get blown out but I mean, Texas looked better towards the end of the season. They did. I don't. I remember who they played in their bowl game. Does anybody remember?
0: They lost
4: to Washington.
3: They
0: yeah, lost to Washington. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? But you would not, if you were to just watch and listen to everything that's being said about them. It's not the Georgia narrative, but it's not too far away from it. It's definitely the Alabama. Like I would say that. The narrative is Alabama and Texas are pretty neck and neck, which maybe they are, but
3: we last get to, year they weren't. We get to find
0: out, even close. They were, yeah, they were in one they, game. They played each other, not for the season. <laughs> no, not, not even for the close. No. One of them but was at to the head. top of college football and almost made the playoff. Okay, one
4: was a joke. This was Texas last year. They lost to Bama. They lost to Texas Tech. Right. What was the scores of their losses? Twenty nineteen Bama. Thirty-seven, thirty-four to Tech in overtime.
3: Okay, there's two losses that they could say that they could have easily won. Sure. They lost. So now they're at ten and ten, 10 and four, or I mean ten. And
2: well, two. no, no.
0: We'll go through the losses.
4: They lost to Oklahoma State. Huh. What was that? Score? Forty-one to thirty-four.
3: Okay, a touchdown.
4: Um. Let's see. They beat K State. They beat TCU. They beat Kansas. They didn't beat TCU. Oh no! Yeah, they lost to TCU. They beat. What they was that
3: TCU final, 17-10? 17-10. Okay, that's a touchdown.
4: And then they lost to Washington 27-20.
0: Tell me their wins. That's a touchdown. What was, wh-
4: how close were their wins? Blew out Louisiana Monroe. Uh, blew out UTSA. They beat West Virginia 38-20. They beat us 49-0. Uh They beat Iowa State 24-21.
0: Which should have lost to Iowa State. Yeah. Absolutely
2: yeah. Dropped should have
4: that. lost to Iowa State. Yeah. Um they beat Kansas State 34-27 close game as well. They beat Kansas 55-14. They beat Baylor 38-27. Those those That's a marginal
0: football team.
3: But but their fans right now they're doing their podcast or just like we are where we said we should have beaten West Virginia, we should have beaten Kansas State. Yeah, but we didn't but, name,
0: name a lo- name a victory that we had that was that but, narrow. But
3: on theirs it we'll, was the
0: other way. No, it was the other way.
3: Yeah, I'm saying it's the other way like they, bear, they should have lost. To, they they yeah, lost to yeah. Tech in overtime. They lost to Bama by a point. They lost to yeah,
0: and they should have lost or could have lost several other games. I'm saying their, every game is within plus or minus a touchdown. Right. That's what they're, I'm saying. They're marginal.
3: They're saying they should They could have gone 11 and one last year.
0: We could have gone 11 and one by that logic, or or 10 and two.
3: Right. That's right. what I'm saying.
0: So, but neither or, of us why did. Is it not,
3: why does it work for us and not for them? Is what I'm saying.
0: Why does it work? What I'm saying is, why are they a national championship contender
3: well, we're out of an 20. eight
0: and five record? Yeah, but but going into this season, you've got a bunch of idiot pundits that are no, I know, are saying they're playoff. Well, yeah, teams, they're idiots. Exactly. But they're also
3: only ranked. Were they 11 in the preseason poll?
1: No, I think they're like 14.
3: Four, so they're 14 and we're 20. So are they only 14 overall? Even no, though there's right. a couple oh, wow,
1: pundits. Oh they are 11. Yeah,
3: sorry. Okay, yeah. so they're 11 they're and we're 11. 20, which isn't crazy far off.
0: Yeah, you got guys picking them in the playoffs. Well, and nobody's You got even guys close like Joe Galloway us.
3: picking Baylor to win the national championship. I'm not arguing that we should games. be
0: in that position. I'm arguing there's no reason they should be at that lofty status. That you're taking a team that you're really betting the come on them to say things are going to come together for them, and they very well might.
4: And they're replacing but
0: a lot of defense. And their be- number one player. And uh, Bijan. Bijan. Yeah,
3: I'm not sticking up for Texas. I'm just saying I can see well, where because it sounds like it where some people would say they barely lost this game to Bama absolutely they barely lost this game to I the TCU their record, I agree
4: I think their record is spot on because it looks like they had two wins
0: that could have been losses and two losses that right. could have been wins so I think yeah. they're eight and five is eight and five, five which is a crap right. schedule for a, a national because as
4: easily as they. Should have beat
0: Bama. They should lost championship
3: the next season. They should lost Iowa State. Can
0: be done, absolutely. But no one was putting us. No one was picking us to go to the BCS, right? And no one was. There was no one even hinting at. Had there been a fourteen playoff, OU might be the team in the playoff. That's just not going to happen.
1: So, what other games are you
0: excited for? So, I'm excited for OSU, the last Bedlam. Um, I'm a little concerned about it because. Even though I don't think OSU is going to be any good at all, Gundy always finds a way to be competitive, and and I think that there's no beer left. Wow. Well, Lucas
1: only brought himself. God, man. Do you need to run in and get another? <laughs> no, beer? no, no, no. So I'm good. I'm like so you
0: screwed up. <laughs> so I'm I'm slightly nervous just because it's in Stillwater, and oh my God, if if you could will a victory. There will be more prayers and everything going into that game for for that side because they're going to want that so bad. So we got to come prepared (laughs) to shut that down. I will. Luckily, luckily, we're going to be, I think, significantly better than the competition. If you think Gundy had pressure
4: all these other times of playing, like you just said, to win that game this year.
0: Absolutely. Gundy doesn't
2: have pressure to win that game. And if it's Gundy,
0: he'll go the other way. He'll yeah. say screw you. I'm, I'm not beating them. I'm playing my backup. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's one I'm excited for just to win the last Bedlam and to move on. And then the other is although I do I do circle it as with OSU as a potential trap game, the trappiest of the trap games is BYU. That is and they're not going to be a good team, but you're going out late in the season, you know that you potentially you may have wrapped up or you may be in tight contention to wrap up a slot in the conference title, and you don't think so? We're picked to be the top two teams in the conference, Lucas. There's no way we're not in a, in a position to be in the championship game. Am I wrong?
3: I mean, we were picked that way last year
0: as well. <laughs> so so who, who are you two? But that,
3: so what you're saying, that BYU is a trap game because we play TCU – On short rest. On short rest, and we got to be aware of that. At 11 a.m., by the way. Thank you, Big 12.
1: After Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah.
0: So we've got a lot of things that could hurt. You know, going on the road, that environment, they're going to want to beat us. They're going to want to establish themselves. They don't have a lot to lose. That's a dangerous position to be in. They will not be contending to play for the Big 12 title. We will be contending to play for the Big 12 title. I think Kansas is a scary game. It probably is. They, again, that's a last trip that OU may ever take to play in the state of Kansas.
3: I don't know. We may schedule a game in that brand-new brand stadium that they're planning on building. Yeah, them. right, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second.
0: <laughs> it's only those renderings are million. insane. I've seen, pi- I've seen Pipe Dreams, and that's one hell <laughs> of a It's going to be
1: funny when the Kansas State Championship games are drawing larger <laughs> crowds <laughs> than <laughs> Kansas games themselves.
0: So. No, so they let, I,
3: they let I, the students in for free of those games. I'm nervous about the BYU
0: right. game. No. I, I think that's a problem. Um, what are you guys' takes on those or any other? You're, you're nervous about Kansas. I think that's a legitimate one to be nervous about.
1: I'm pretty aligned with your exciting. I'm, I'm really, I don't like the city, but I'm, I'm excited to go up to Stillwater for that last Bethlehem game. That'll be fun. Um, the game itself, excited for it. There is always, there's always a sliver of nervousness just because I hate any sort of thought of losing to Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. especially in this scenario of it being this uh, – kind of last hurrah for them oh yeah excited for it though I think it'll be fun I think the pageantry around it will be will be fun I'm excited I'm excited for the TCU game as well um I I think that little bit of rivalry over the past few years has been fun to to watch Um, especially after last year what happened and and it'd be fun to get TCU and just pummel them after whatever run they had last year. I
4: think year. TCU takes a step back this year, but I also could see them significantly improved come the last game of the season. Yeah. So that's
1: – And, again, I mean – they got to the get a new offensive coordinator. We're going to be – we're circled right now on every – we're circled on 12 teams oh, – ca- They've got, on, a, on we've 11 got an 11 teams, coordinator. 11 teams'
0: calendars. So Well, at least on eight, right? I mean – Yeah. So – their the, offensive
3: coordinators on the same level as our offensive coordinator. they a brother brother-in-laws.
0: <laughs> so they're the Ken, same. Kendall, Kendall Riles. Yeah. The they're who ran, the same. Who runs the same offense? Familial. Maybe they share. Level. Maybe they share playbook. They run the
3: same. Yeah. They. They probably do.
1: So but, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it'll be fun. I think uh, BYU excited, but I'm more nervous for that game than I am excited, just because of those people are crazy, dude. That stadium gets up and. We'll see. We'll see well, what they'll Gabriel all be does old. They'll, the all, be 30 year olds and they'll all be thirty-year-olds.
0: I think the team,
4: <laughs> or teams in general, BYU is going to be an exciting game for the team. So yeah. I think they'll be locked in and ready. Yeah. And to Easy come back to, to it, it's it's a game like a, a Kansas or yeah. when you play Iowa State at Iowa State, where the team's just like I don't feel like playing Kansas today, mm-hmm. where you can really come in trouble. But I think the team will be ready. And Kansas to go to is well coached.
0: To go to Provo and 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 probably getting better. For for all things considered, I mean, I don't know if they'll be good enough to, on paper, be competitive. They're probably uh, a double digit.
4: They have more players dog
0: beyond just two touchdowns. I think they have. Do
4: they have the most players on the first team All Big Twelve? Oh, do they, they have really?
0: Five? Do they really? Huh. And okay. their quarterback
4: is picked to
0: be. Well, that was the coach's... Offensive player of the year? Or? JT
1: Daniels? Or, what's his name? Uh, Josh? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense that we don't know the Kansas quarterback's name. <laughs> <team. laughs>
0: will the BYU game be at 9 o'clock? P.M.? P.M.? 7, seven o'clock? That uh, would be out there? freaking
3: awesome. Uh, no, they're mountain, they're mountain time, I think.
4: So it's just one? so
3: It's just one hour, yeah.
4: I don't know. They haven't well, said that, it, right? Would that
3: be the final Big 12? Like, you're going to play at 9 o'clock on Saturday and then 11 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Good luck. I can see the Big Twelve doing that just to be petty.
0: Well, I don't, I don't, the I te- don't. I see them doing the it wherever the the, the the money is, and the money probably aligns with that. The money probably aligns with us being a nighttime, mountain time zone game, and then Daniels. it's already for sure eleven a.m. Yeah. for TCU. So yeah,
3: Cincinnati's I, eleven, Arkansas State's eleven, Texas will be eleven.
0: Any others? Rooster kickoffs. La- oh. Have they announced the SMU time yet? That's uh, a 5 p.m. game. 5 p.m., yes. So it, yeah. That's it's a random. Yeah. Is that a pay-per-view? A, I think it's pay-per-view. Yeah. pay-per-view it's ESPN yeah. Plus or, or something. Yeah. ESPN right? Plus. Yeah. And – God, they just can't – They're awful. They're yeah. a joke. Yeah, so, game, so
1: game time so far, we have Arkansas State at 11 a.m., uh, SMU at 5 p.m., Tulsa at 2.30 p.m., Cincinnati was just announced as an 11 p.m. game. Um, and then TCU is the only other announcement we've had at 11 p.m. on. But life, we
3: know Texas
0: will be 11 Iowa, yeah,
4: yeah. so, so Iowa State's in between Texas and Cincinnati.
1: Cincinnati. We've got a good little that, spread. That'll
0: probably be a night game. Be I bet that's a night game. night game.
1: We've got a good little spread of uh, home games to away games and how they're spaced out and stuff. So I, it's not like we're – I feel like some of these recent past seasons, we're finishing our, our last home game two weeks before the season ends, and yeah. it's – brutal finishing those last two weeks on the road yeah so. it's
0: not it's nice having that break we actually lucked out on the schedule the time wise may suck but we lucked out on the schedule for sure yep no. for whatever State, reason That's, no that attack. worked out really well um well speaking of that let's revisit ou record predictions i am going to keep us at 11 and one note that the over under in vegas is nine and a half wins for ou so in this, you're implying whether they're over or under. Connor, what do you got?
1: I'm gonna tick up the the hill. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm
0: gonna adjust my prediction to ten and two. Ten and two from from nine and three to ten and two.
3: Drinking Kool Aid over the last ten days. Yep. All right, Lucas, yep. what do you
0: got? You got to go to eight and four. Nine three. Sticking with nine and three. Sticking with the under. We're yep. gonna lose three games on that schedule. Yep. So,
3: and and none of them. the only one
0: that's even close to us should be Texas. And maybe TCU. So but, is that a pretty disappointing schedule? Are you, are you predicting a disappointing record? Yes. You're predicting disappointment.
3: With this schedule, you should go no worse than 11-1. And, and you're predicting
0: we're going to be disappointing? Yes. What, what fundamentally is driving that?
3: Uh, probably my last 35 solid years of watching OU football.
0: Including that national championship and those fourteen yep. conference championships. Yep. What I don't understand how that translates. How it, it, How do you get there?
3: It just does.
0: So what? Do you think we're, we're not going to lose a non conference game, right?
3: No, we won't lose a non conference game.
0: So are we going to lose at home or on the road?
3: Well, we'll lose a neutral site. Uh huh. Texas.
0: There's a loss. We
3: can lose. We'll lose a, this is a almost good, a hot take. Good right chance here. we lose the TCU, even though it's a home game. And because it's
0: at 11 a.m.? They wear purple? It's on a Friday. It's a Friday? We yeah. don't play good on Fridays? We don't play
3: good on Fridays. And then, uh, then just a random.
0: Okay. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Jay, what do you got? You had 10 and 2 before.
4: I'm still, I'm still at 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Sticking with it. I'm drinking
0: right. the Kool-Aid more. Do you think? And I'm not going to try to nudge you, but do you think by the Sunday pod on the pregame pod that we're planning in a couple of weeks... Will you will you have moved up any or moved down or where do you what do you No, think?
4: I think I'm pretty sold on. You're not drinking any more Kool Aid. No, No, nah, I might change.
0: Oh, after the Texas game. Yeah, I think we all might change after the Texas game. <laughs> we might have a different outlook. We beat that. We win at Texas, and we're six and zero. Oh. I uh, yeah. I don't I, know. I th- Katie barred the door. Yeah, like. That 9 and 3 is not looking you're, real good. You're buying playoff tickets. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Well, I could I could see it even before the Texas game. I mean, yeah. if what you
0: see on the field
4: if our first five If we come games out against the Red are Wolves just legitimately we just by, dominant, but we all we've all watched enough football to know like oh, there's difference in wins. Don't overemphasize that. You would think because
3: we did that against Nebraska last year though. Cincinnati and Iowa State.
1: I mean, it's
4: Iowa obvious, State. But their problem is they are decimated, so I don't think he yeah. gained anything from Iowa State other than their defense. Uh,
3: their starting quarterback's not going to be able to play. They're starting yeah, running back.
4: Many, no, how they're, how they're, how they're how down. How the many eligible all players thoughts. will they have? <laughs> they had a top
1: five defense last year, though. Yeah. So a little bit that'll speak offensively to to hopefully what we're doing. Man, that that's all Matt Campbell has. Is a Honestly, it'll it'll to be
4: it'll be. What does the O line look like? And for the first time in a while our criticism of beating bows, you know, moving players around and not sure what his line's going to be, doesn't seem to be the case this year.
1: Until four people get hurt this
4: week. Right. The same five entered entered fall camp as, like, this is the five. And for two weeks now, that's the same five. When is
0: the last time you could say that?
4: 2018? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know because um, even the 17-year, Wren... Was the center, right? Right. Because uh, Creed Creed didn't take over till four or five games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then was Orlando Brown the left tackle? I think uh, Alvarez or somebody was the left tackle. Uh, I
1: think Brown was a pretty solidified left tackle yeah, I think he started in 17. I think 16 he was more up in the air. But 17, he really – I think he was end-to-end. It seems
3: like tackle. maybe right guard they swapped out a couple times.
1: Because he got drafted after the 17 year, I believe. Right, Brown?
0: I don't recall. 90% seems right. That seems right. Well, that that bodes really well. But for the first,
4: though, so, I mean, if the O-line is – looks like they're gelling and we're not having to move people in and there's not injuries and a, a guy or two break out at receiver, Gabriel's hitting on some plays that he missed last year. Looks like Levy's learned clock management and pace
0: management. And defense is better. And the defense is better. And I think yeah, the big thing with
1: them. the defense – can we turn the ball? Can we ter- get turnovers? Like, yeah. this defense should be producing turnovers well, more than what we have.
4: Some stats were, you know, the losses mask so much, even positivity from last year. But didn't we lead the league in interceptions? And Brent says we dropped six, like, in dead our in hands. our hands. Yeah. So that was a weird stat. We were, like, top one or two in tackles for losses.
0: And I thought we well, had no pressure Well, last no, year. remember, we would. We would have two... Tremendous tackle for losses, and then we'd give up a third down, traditional to what we've seen over the last few years. So if we can just hold serve on that third down, that that is essentially a turnover. Completely changes the game. It changes the game. It flips the field. Everything's different. Then, then if you give that yeah. up and all of a sudden, what are you talking about? You're talking about a team that's at the 40-yard line, which what are they going to do? They're probably going to get into scoring position at that point based on the fact that they've got to the 40-yard line. So, here's a question. Everything helps. Has
3: Andrew Rame, in the offseason, learned how to snap the ball to a left-handed quarterback?
2: Surely. Probably not. Does that happen? (laughs) Like, how about learn (laughs) to snap the ball to a quarterback?
3: (laughs) How about don't float it to his right side and him have to adjust on every single snap? And how about you snap it with some force where he can catch it on the left? And be ready to throw the ball.
0: Well, and the left is a luxury. We'd love to see it, and we should see it. Just right into his chest would be fine. Yeah.
3: I don't know why Not you don't lower
0: just right. No, <laughs> I don't know why you don't just scoot over a half step if you're Gabriel. it will come
4: right
3: to you. Right. Cause, yeah, cause Cause the, running back, he, the running backs have to scoot over too. Then, and then Ray uh, would subconsciously uh, adjust and be snapping the ball <laughs> at a forty-five degree well, angle. What you got to do, angle. yeah.
0: What you got to do is you got to watch him and then wait and, 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 and move over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get set, and then you scoot a step to the right. Uh, little things little things go blue 19 ready and scoot (laughs) (laughs) the Gabriel scoot we're going to call it alright well we got two more pods to go before the the first uh, game we're going to we're going to pod next week probably on Tuesday maybe Thursday a lot of predictions a lot of predictions coming out and then we're going to have an all OU which we'll probably sneak in some other stuff and other Mm -hmm. hot takes on a big Sunday pod from our new sponsor that's exciting we're gonna be coming at you with a lot of stuff we got the new studio we are rip-roaring and ready to go so until then boomer Sooner.
1: sooner